0: Listeners, welcome to Adventure Seed Podcast, a random roller podcast where every show is different. I'm Heather. And I'm Whitney. And I'm totally
1: unprepared today. (laughs) 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 Out of 20 possibilities, we rolled a popular graphic novel and chose Be Gay, Do Comics, a comic anthology graphic novel compiled by The Nib and edited by... Matt Boers, Matt Lubchansky, Sarah Merck, and Elyrie Harris with contributions from 28 additional creatives for today's adventure.
0: We also rolled for drinks. (laughs) Whitney is having a local craft beer, and I rolled up a white wine. So stick around and see what chaos we come up with today. Be Gay Do Comics. Subtitled, Queer History, Memoir, and Satire from The Nib. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. A friend of mine, uh, Kalinda recommended this to me. And so I'm very glad that that I took her recommendation cuz it's it's good and I learned a lot. I learned a lot and
1: I struggled at first because I thought this was not a history. I didn't understand it was a non-fictional book. Okay. That's what this was. We picked a popular graphic novel. It's in the graphic novel section. This is a book. Yes. Very much a book book. Even though there are a lot of pictures in it, this was very much a very great reference tool. It's a great historical tool. It's a great funny tool. Like there were some that were very funny and entertaining and on top of being informative. Mm -hmm. And I didn't expect that at all. And it kind of took me back for a hot second.
0: Yeah, a lot of times when you think of graphic novels, you think of continuous story, multiple issues put into a novel together, or multiple chapters. But there's there's a continuous theme there. Correct. And every four or five pages, sometimes every page, you were in a totally different art style, totally different voice, totally different experience with this.
1: Yeah, and I'm not an anthology reader. I don't like novellas. I don't like short stories. I mean, they have their value and I enjoy some of them. But mm. overall, like as a genre, like when you're picking that box on Goodreads, those are not boxes <laughs> I check. I think you you tend to enjoy the short little snippets a lot because it, it frees you up in your very busy life. Yes.
0: This was something that I could very easily read two or three different comics on a long private trip to a private room of my house away from my children um, <laughs> when my child didn't bust in and asked me if he could flush the toilet for me. <laughs> and, um, Yay, kids. <laughs> it's his favorite thing right in the middle of using it. He likes to just splash that water all over my tail end. It's his and he giggles and i'm like please stop it's a great sound it is it is and i'm sure the facial expressions of shock and horror i make are great every single time too <laughs> i mean that's got to be part
1: of it for sure <laughs>
0: um but yeah so this was something that i can easily pick up read even 30 seconds of and get through a piece um there were some longer ones too that went 10 or 12 pages. Yeah. There were some where I was like, I'm going to come
1: back to this one Mm -hmm. when I'm in a better mind frame or Mm -hmm. when I can do this healthier or Mm -hmm. I'm more excited and have a more open mind and willing to read and learn something. And there
0: was a couple that I was like, I need to come back to this when I have my phone in my hand or my computer because I wanted to Google some of the events or historical persons that they were talking about because I did not have that history Growing up, I mean, queer history is not something that we're taught in school. In fact, um, we have a law in our state that currently bans some of the teaching of trans and queer history um, unless we notify parents 30 days in advance that we'll be talking about it in our courses. Right. I
1: mean, and these are from elected officials that we don't really have a choice in this state. And, and I mean, we can get out and vote. When we're doing our thing and we're trying our best to turn purple mm-hmm. and eventually, hopefully a better color Yeah, <laughs> or no color. Maybe getting to where we're not in these weird things. Yeah, but that's that's a pipe dream. And I understand that's a pipe dream. But yeah, Tennessee is is one of the states right now in the deep south that mm-hmm. has really done some abominable mm-hmm. laws and legislation recently.
0: We had a diversity course that I had to take in um, my doctoral work last semester. And what struck me as really interesting and really tragic is our LGBT youth, specifically trans youth, are some of our highest dropout rates in high school. Um, they're some of our least likely to go to um, college or um some post-secondary educational opportunity um, but the people that came and talked to us at our training uh, one was a professor of of trans uh, and and gay research at the university of tennessee and another one was just a well-educated college graduate both of them talked about how attending college getting into that environment is where they learned a lot of their queer history. It's where they found their social group. It's where they found inclusion. Um, And so many of our trans youth are not getting that experience. And so many of our gay youth aren't because of our dropout rates. And so I think a book like this is really accessible for anyone who can read at at least a third grade level.
1: Do you want to know something disappointing? What? This book is not in the overdrive for Knox County.
0: It is not. However... Um, I did recently learn that there is a service that is in all Knox County schools, and for I think it's $250 a year, the school can add a service called Comics Plus, and this book is on Comics Plus, and it's, so it's available to all Knox County students if, if their library pays that $250 fee. Okay. We currently so are. So it would be really cool yeah. if we could
1: find a donor or business or get mm-hmm. all the local comic shops together- yes. And paid each school's 250 bucks for Comics Plus. Yeah, because the intro, to come back to Be Gay Do Comics, the intro letter, if you don't mind me uh, reading a little bit, was written by associate editor Matt Lobchansky Lep- from The Nib. And his introduction title is called Without Comics, I Might Not Know I Was Queer. Mm-hmm. And... Queer, I love the word queer because it encompasses, it's like pagan for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a pagan, but when you go down the delineation, I become a witch and then down that delineation, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. I really love queer because queer can encompass so many different facets. And it's something that's been reclaimed by the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I love that word. So I just love that they keep, that is the dominant word used to describe the community in this book for the most part. And um, I really did like that a lot, but I love that he was talking about um, comics are the best way I know to express myself. Uh, So the medium even provided me a place where I could come out to a lot of people Comics are accessible in a way that other forms of media could only dream of being. They're not only accessible for the reader who is presented with a lot of information in an easily digestible way, but for the creator. And it goes on, but I really, I really loved that statement because I actually read this halfway into the book. Oh, okay, I went back because you know my weird thing. Yeah, and I try, I tried hard to, I'm trying hard to get better about it, and it's not. It's just. That's not the first page for me. I just go to the first page. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, well, I want to know a little bit more about this author. I've really enjoyed this book so far. And then I'll go back and read the intro. And that's what I did on this. Mm -hmm. And I saw that. I was like, oh, I'm being an asshole right now. Like Whitney. I was being an asshole Mm -hmm. for being like, I don't like this. This is meh, 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 meh. And not understanding, oh, no, girl, this is a great story. This is a great tool. This is something Mm -hmm. that's very important. And it kind of changed my mindset, even within I'm a person within the community and totally, totally snapped me back to you're being a jerk.
0: Well, and we've talked about on our podcast how important the art is to us and how not every art style speaks to every person or every artist. There is some art in here that I would personally describe as like five-year-old cringe. Yeah. Um.
1: I have a hard time with some of these.
0: Yeah. But we also pre-recording talked about how the art is, is just a vehicle that's serving the greater purpose in this book. Right. And so the words around the art are really what start to matter in this book, which is why it is not like most graphic novels that we have reviewed. But I also love, I love the inclusion of the art, mm-hmm. even the simplistic
1: and minimal minimalism of some of the, the artists because it's giving a voice it's Mm -hmm. given an image it's given a a part to uh, a community that doesn't always get to see it like you get you get to see the artist's color of skin that they've chosen you Mm -hmm. get to see the size of the person you get to see the heart of the person you get to see the eyes you get to see the hair you get to see all this weird stuff that uh, many different creators and contributors to this Mm -hmm. would call what would they call it? Their passport to yes. the queer community, their symbol of the, mm-hmm. that they're one, that they're somebody, their identifier, their marker and taking old symbols and getting rid of them or repurposing them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, that's just one of the things that yes. we get to, to experience in this book.
0: They even went so far with using this art as symbolic of themselves that many of them, on their contributors page at the back, uh, page two forty six is where it starts. Use their art as their photograph for their headshot instead of an actual picture of themselves. The majority of them did. Majority, that. yes, for sure. And it, uh, so people probably
1: went oh, two hundred what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a chunky book. It's, it's two hundred and fifty total pages. Yeah, and they had thirty two contributors. Oh wow. And I think that that's fantastic Mm -hmm. because you get to see so many different communities, inclusivities, Mm -hmm. skin colors, identities,
0: backgrounds, cultures. When we in East Tennessee look at our LGBT community, when you go to Pride Fest here and things like that, because we are a fairly monoculture here, we tend to see a lot of the same faces that look similar across our, our pride area. Right. Um, This book had pride stories that were backed in Islam, that were backed in Hinduism, that were backed in Mexico, the Philippines, um, Egypt in, in blackness and whiteness and Asian-ness and in not just transness, but, gender nonconformity or non-binaryism. And so there was a great story about someone who identified as queer and she ter-
1: as queer gender. Mm-hmm. And then turns out that she's like, Oh, I'm a woman all along. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. Because yeah. cisgendered are still in the queer community. Yes. Like, like we are. So it's just, it, it, it was, it was really a fun story mm-hmm. to say. I went through all of that surgery everything and and they were still very happy about the surgery because the surgery is what allowed them to realize that they were a woman because they didn't have those two giant assets anymore Mm -hmm. and i
0: really loved i really loved that story that one made me giggle and i was like oh that's cute that is yeah (laughs) and so like the fact that this book represents so many different viewpoints attitudes and perspectives i would like to Pull one out.
1: Yeah, go I'd like for to, it. to pull one out. We, we made a list of all of our favorites for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that I really enjoyed a lot is found on page, for those who have the book or that are getting the book, 140, not 140, 104. I'm, I'm a slightly dyslexic sometimes. It's Decolonizing Queerness in the Philippines. Mm, this was an excellent read. So good. It's the art was. A little difficult for me, not because I didn't enjoy it, but because they put a lot of details into it. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was very distracting from the words for me. I felt like I didn't have to read the words to understand what was being told. But then when I took, when I went back and did it as the words, it was so informative and very, very thorough. I really enjoyed it a lot, but there were a few different stories that went into the decolonization mm-hmm. or not decolonization, but the colonization and, and the harms of colonization. Right. And how homophobia was established during those colonial mm-hmm. times. In in each country that talks about it.
0: I'm starting to realize that most of our global problems were caused by colonizers. Correct.
1: I know you're being facetious. So I'm stating out loud that you're being facetious yes. for those who might want to send us some hate mail. Yeah. Of course, it's
0: colonizers
1: woman. Yes. Yeah. But, but to first of all, we need to see that sh- thrown into our face. Mm-hmm. We need to see it. We need to bring it to our face. We need to willingly keep reading a book, even though we get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But the decolonization, uh, decolonizing queerness in the Philippines was very, very well done. The images are great. Them talking about the different words and taking mm-hmm. back the 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 language, their ancestral language, mm-hmm. gave them permission to be who they wanted to be, and that made them feel. I, I'm saying them, but I don't believe this person identifies as them. Trinidad Escobar. I'm I'm going back and looking because I feel like a tool.
0: While you look that up, I'm going to talk about one thing that just made my. My literary English word, she. She. part of me happy. Um, there's a word that's used very early in this comic, um, and if if I'm not pronouncing the word correctly, do forgive me. It's Bebayan language, and I am not fluent in Bebeian. Uh but the word is bakla, uh-huh. um, and Early in the comic, we see this word used as a slur, the the F-word slur for a homosexual person. and um, But then it talks about how when people started being educated on this language system, um, bakla, in, in the symbolic writing of, of their language, um, the ba is a symbol for the feminine, and it's an upside-down heart. The Ka is a symbol for unity and freedom, and it's it's like a squiggly eye. It's a yeah. super fancy eye. And then the Law symbol is for masculine, and it looks like a T that's a little pork squiggly shrew. with corkscrew in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they say when you reverse these symbols for law, you get the word Lakbay, which is the Tagalog word for journey. And someone who is transitioning is often on a journey. Um, and I really, I love that they're reclaiming that word in their culture. Absolutely. I love that the word forwards and backwards has significance to them. I love that that. <laughs> I love that there's a heart in it. like mm-hmm. that's just the way their language system was established. And so for someone that is a lover of languages, that made my heart. Just so happy. Well,
1: and I told you at the beginning of this when we were going over our notes and what we wanted, our points mm-hmm. and stuff. This one reminded me of you the most mm-hmm. because you, you are so, you're, you're such a great, I don't know what it is. What is it called? Distiller. Distiller. Like when you, when you take. Uh, a lot of knowledge, and you bring it down to its root. Yeah, you could call that distilling knowledge. I, I, yeah. I that's. I don't know I, my drunk ass. I've yeah. talked about the, the <laughs> corkscrew in the word and distilling, but also my witchy butt. Yeah, <laughs> just so for the record. But uh, you, you take these big truths and these big words, and you can distill it down to poignant little nuggets Mm -hmm. and that's what this person did with that because you are such a huge proponent of other cultures especially india india is one i think that is Mm -hmm.
0: in your heart of your heart heart. yeah
1: and it you were just showing me the beauty of india and is it sanskrit sanskrit yes and how they have these stories of the multi multi multi-gendered Mm -hmm. multi-sexual people yes and gods and goddesses and deities and things and groups and it just it 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 just made me think of you like in a positive light you know what i mean and like just how you're such a big proponent of stuff there
0: was a story that made me think of you and when i saw it i immediately thought uh, i wonder how whitney is perceiving um this story it is on page 212 it's called Witch Camp, and I know that you have spoken a lot on our podcast about how witchy things is portrayed and shown in pop culture and society. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this witchy LGBT story. Okay, so that one's on two twelve. Go- right, I got
1: it. You got it. Okay. Okay. First of all, the art. I want to talk about the art. Mm-hmm. This was the only artist that had a style like this. Yes. There were, uh, there are some other similar arts or you could see how they're inspired or in within the same cultures mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But this one was really cool because it was very, very naturey. Mm-hmm. Um, like my old hatch, little hatch drawing where you do the tiny little yes. lines to make something. And it just was really kind of interesting and cool. It's called witch camp by Melanie Gilman. And, It was an interesting thing. We've talked about witchcraft on the podcast before. I don't know if I've ever used the term Christian witch on air, but I know that you and I have talked about it before. And people, whenever they hear the terms Christian witch, they get all like, whoa, (laughs) like, those are not, that's a paradox. They cannot be in the same plane at the same time. Part of that's living in the Bible Belt, but you know. Part of it is living in the Bible Belt, but this is clearly the Bible Belt. Yes. So this person I don't know if this is the one where it was uh, on the border of Tennessee and Georgia. There's a couple of stories where it is clearly from our neck of the woods. Yes. One one very very specifically
0: calls out on a small town on the border of Tennessee, Georgia, and North Carolina.
1: Yeah. That's, I guess that's not this one. No, that's not this one. But this girl goes to, to camp and there's this, Little redhead with a hooked nose and she's considered ugly to the other girls and she's hiding by herself. She's reading a dragon book. It's clear that this little girl is the pagan in the story. And, uh, they do a little fun thing, a little girls camp. Did you ever do light as a feather, stiff as a board? No. Uh, we did. I did. It was a thing.
0: And it, it's it's the Christian not... camp, the Christian camp that I went to, you just, if you didn't know the books of the Bible, you didn't get to eat. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, this one says, I know that magic's not something to be toyed with cause I'm a witch. And she comes
1: out to all these little girls all yeah. at once as being a witch. Cause you come out of the room closet, just like you come out of the gay closet. Yes. You and some, some witches don't ever identify. I love that
0: it's called a broom closet. It is.
1: <laughs> I'm clearly out of the broom closet. And I've taken some slack for that. I've lost friends. I've lost job opportunities. There have been some situations where, you know, things didn't go my way because I was a witch. And so for her to be, for her to just come right out and say she's a witch is insane to me. But also the fact that, like, the other little girl, she went off into the woods and hid. And then she had to get taken home. And then this white witch is like is the light that gives this other little girl she's like you know some people's light shines a little brighter and if you have it yourself you can learn to see in others Mm -hmm. and i thought that was really cool i don't like things that have a christianity thing a theme to them but Mm -hmm. this was a really good story and it
0: represents an area of witchcraft that i thought would they did a really good job yes no so uh, there's a few more that really stood out to us. I think you really wanted
1: to talk about uh, the pop culture one on 109. Yes.
0: So we've been talking about um, the Black Lives Matter movement a lot on our podcast and how representation matters. And uh, this anthology has a comic that directly addresses the importance of representation for the LGBT plus community and the queer community. Um it's it's called When You're Invisible in Pop Culture by Bianca Zunice and Sage Coffee. And um it is a white person and a black person sitting and talking. Late-night
1: talk show style. Yes. Which I really love because some of the late-night guys are some of the cringiest.
0: Yes, and they're all white-ish cis male talk show hosts on the late-night crowd for the most part there's, there's i'm not few. going to say
1: they all are because no I'm there's not definitely aware, a few like trevor noah but, is not
0: white right and,
1: but, but but historically historically they for are. sure yeah. and we can talk about some of the yeah. big nosed or eyeglass wearing a-holes mm-hmm. if you wanted to but i don't want to get sued no
0: so. <laughs> um so so it's talk show host style and they are discussing the movies that Spoke to them when they were younger. I loved that. Yes. Yep. And also pointing out the flaws in a lot of the films. For example, um, they talk very early on about some of the John Hughes movies and how like the queerness was there, but they were definitely marginalized, definitely outcast characters. Um, they talked about Mulan being one of like the first movies that really like made them feel seen. Mulan is my favorite Disney movie to date. Like it had nothing has topped it. Tangled almost did, but not quite. Um, Mulan is a a close second for me, but Mulan man Um, owning who she is and doing what she does. And, and then I like as a child, I never thought about like, oh, Mulan's cross dressing or oh, Mulan's transgender. Like none of that as a as a child meant anything to me. But as an adult, I really value that in that character. So during that same time
1: period, like when Mulan came out, my father um, isn't is just he's not, he's just a jerk. Uh, so he's not even in our lives, but he very much only wanted a, only wanted boys. Mm. And when that, when that movie came out, my sister, um, my, the, my, one of my sisters was very much a tomboy and had chosen the tomboy life her whole life mm-hmm. to try to get his approval, you yeah. know? And so like when Mulan came out and the dude fell in love with her as a male, Mm -hmm. And was struggling with himself because he was like, I didn't know that I liked dudes. Yeah. But I love, what is Mulan's name? Fa Mulan. Fa Mulan. Okay.
0: So, but I love Fa. And like, I I thought. Well, Mulan's her family name. Mulan's her first name. Fa's the family. Because in Asian culture, the names are I know, but
1: what is the, what is her male name? Ping. Oh, okay, okay, (laughs) okay, okay. That's where we got confused. Yes. I was like, I don't remember it being that, but Fa I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll Fa with it. Ping, yes. <laughs> uh, so she or he, he fell in love with him yes. and was kind of struggling with that. And you could see that, but mm-hmm. he, he, he didn't know whether it was romantic or not or, and then the live one, they talked about it. The live yes. took, eliminated that. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, like, I really was very
0: happy with the adaptation of the new, the live movie, I I loved the the cinematography of the live one. I loved the colors. I, I loved the genuineness of the storytelling. It's two different stories. It's two very different stories. The the live one follows the real story as it is told, much more accurately. Correct. Um, I really missed the singing. I needed her to break out in reflection like one time. <laughs> we got it in the credits. Though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But yeah, so th- that was a little bit of a bummer. But I really liked that they picked up movies that they could identify with. There's another one where um, they they're talking about how it's this or that, but it, it was always lacking something. Yeah. So
0: and I can understand, I can understand that as well. And, and they specifically point out that that a lot of of pop culture LGBT is lacking dark skin toned persons. We still see that that white lgbt person um she specifically says like i really identified with so and so but i'm black yeah and they're not right and so or i really identified with this character in moonlight the only thing we shared was our blackness they weren't gay mm-hmm. um, or they weren't trans and so um one thing that i really love about little nos x <laughs> are you familiar with Lil oh Lil yes Nas- i know yeah, yeah. country road baby yes um <laughs> is his his unashamed gayness? Yes, and and people, a lot of people in this area do not like him for that. They loved it. They were playing it. Yes! Everyone
1: under the sun was playing that shit around our house, our town, our play. It was, it was at every traffic light. It didn't yes. matter. You could see people bumping in it. It didn't matter what race they were. It was typically white, but it didn't matter. Yeah, everybody was losing their shenanigans,
0: and then and he, he came, came out, out, and people were like, "And burn!" And I'm like, "Because." But ridiculous. his his latest banger, um, Montero, where he like gets it with the devil. Like I love I love the symbolism, and he plays every every single character in his music videos. Um, I don't know if that is by choice or due to COVID, but <laughs> um, I I love the symbolic fu. Yeah. Um, that he gives, he is so unashamedly himself and I hope that he continues doing it forever because we need that representation in pop culture so badly. It's very
1: important as they have like this, that is one where I wouldn't have read it because I didn't like the art, Mm -hmm. but I'm really glad that I did Mm -hmm. because of this book. Was there any comic that spoke really strongly to you? So we each, we each picked one. Um, and I'm going to give you all homework Mm -hmm. instead of us telling you about it. We're going to give you homework. I picked one called Undercut, Mm -hmm. which is found on page 41. And Heather picked out one called Late in Life. I came out Late in Life, and that's okay. That's okay. On page 21. On page 21. So you all look up 21 and 41. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about, very quickly, on page 84. Because we both picked that one first as the one that we identified with the most. Mm -hmm. And then so we each had to pick our... A secondary. (laughs) So you all are going to do the homework on our secondaries, Mm -hmm. which were both really, it was really hard for me to pick one Mm -hmm. because I really liked the undercut and I really liked this one, but this one, like the art was fantastic. Jason Michaels and Maddie G. Am I queer enough? Mm -hmm. And just from the title alone, I think a lot of you all will resonate with this, but a, the art is fantastic. B, the colors are amazing. And then three, the message is perfectly on point yes. because we are both bisexuals
0: in relationships with cisgendered males, mm-hmm. and we are both cisgendered. Males. I, I consider myself pan, but there's also a lot of talk on the internet about. Like, I apologize. No, no you're, 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 fine. you're You're fine. You're fine. You are because because some people argue that like pan is a different, just a different, fancier word for bi. It's not though, because and it's, you- it's not. And I'm not really bisexual
1: because by the current definition of pan, I would be considered mm-hmm. pan because I would but be- But you considered with,
0: yourself bi for so long. that That's just yeah. how I identify. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: so we we both appear to
0: be mm-hmm. invisible.
1: Yes. As a lot of people were talking about how that was yes. in the norm, like what you wanted in the 2000s. We, we can blend pre-2000s.
0: into heteronormative situations- if if we didn't want to be perceived as being part of the LGBT community, if it was an unsafe situation, we can easily hide ourselves.
1: But what you all and, may and that that know about us now,
0: <laughs> it is a
1: huge, it's yes. a huge ass privilege and we recognize that. Mm-hmm. But as you all have clearly learned by
0: now, we don't do that. No. <laughs> there have even been situations in my classroom. Um, I had an LGBT student being badly bullied I was so tired of sending office referrals. And so I outed myself to my whole classroom as being pansexual because I was sick and tired of them bullying this child for their sexual identity.
1: You were in a school at the time that was very, very, very rural.
0: Yes. Very Christian. There were three mega churches that it felt like everyone went to. Um, And, and our, our, Trans students were certainly a minority, our out gay students were a minority. But after I said what I did in my classroom, I had students that had never come out of their closet come to me and say, thank you for saying that. It made me feel safer with myself. Um, And I may still be the only person that knows those students identify as part of the queer community. Um, Their secret's safe with me because it's not mine to tell. That's again and that's why like on the decolonizing the
1: Philippines or decolo- decolonizing queerness in the Philippines mm-hmm. I immediately thought of you you are that safe space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: School is a, is supposed to be a safe space yes. and Tennessee's made that less safe for some of mm-hmm. our students. That being said, you are still a safe space yes. no matter where you're teaching and I just I it is people and I and, and I'm not I'm not trying to like blow smoke or anything. But you are a modern day example. Like when people say, what could I do? What should I do? I don't have anything that I can do. I'm scared of standing mm-hmm. up. I'm scared of taking up for that person on the subway. I'm scared of talking to that mm-hmm. person on the sidewalk or whatever.
0: Well, and if, if you don't feel comfortable enough to out yourself in a room of 30 high schoolers, like not everyone you needs to do but that. You don't
1: have to be that. But You know, you can you are being one of the people mm-hmm. who is standing up and doing what's right. And it mm-hmm. even when it's uncomfortable, yes. even when it's scary. There are and teachers... that's something that's, that's something that's really, really amazing mm-hmm. and should be honored to me about that.
0: There were teachers in my building that just would put a tiny rainbow sticker, not even the rainbow flag, just a rainbow with little fluffy clouds at the bottom of each end on their whiteboard. Um, and for the kid that that spoke to, they knew that teacher was there for them. And that's the symbols that we were talking about yes. earlier.
1: A little rainbow, a little, uh, uh, there were the purple lilac or purple violets. Yes. There were the, uh, you know, other things. So I just, um, I just want to give you a pat on the back mm-hmm. for being one of the current ones. Th- there's a story in here called, uh, on page 48, which is how do you translate non-binary by Brina Nunez, mm-hmm. and she also like pointed out a few people throughout times and cultures, different cultures where gender queer, uh, like we are using gender queer as twenty twenties, mm-hmm. but back in the eighties, back in the sixties, back in the teens, there are th- there are different people being represented that that like uh, Kianse Li Hong. Uh, mm-hmm. Naomi Mendez Romero and Hanali Omoa Wankolu. I apologize. I'm trying really hard. Yeah. But Samoan, uh, Mexico. Um, yeah. So it just—I I, I, just—I really, I really took. I went from not liking this book and being like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, this is a short to read," to being very, very once I just. I, I mm-hmm. needed to go in and look at myself in the mirror and be like, check your freaking privilege lady mm-hmm. and read this
0: book. The other thing I really loved about this book, aside from the representation and the history and the honesty is that not every story speaks to my experience. Like there were some that I, I read it and I was, I was like, well, that's off putting, but it's someone else's experience. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that, that the LGBT experience is not a monolithic thing. But but reading this one
1: single solitary book will show you how vast that rainbow yes. is. It is not six colors. No. It is insane how many different shades. Even within, like... I, I I can't even begin. There were some that I, there was a story that made me cringe so hard and I'm not saying what it is mm-hmm. because I don't think that that's appropriate, but there was a story that made me cringe so freaking hard. It made me so angry and I threw the book. I didn't throw the book, but I want, I threw it in my brain Yeah, and I'm still not happy with it. I still don't like it, but you know what? That's their story and mm-hmm. it's true to them. And I have to respect that and
0: honor that. And yep. I will. Yeah. So, um, so I, I highly recommend you pick up this book if If you know nothing about what it is to be LGBT, this is a great starter point. If you feel alienated, even though you are LGBT plus, this is a great place for you to find voices similar to your own. Um, And if you want to be a better ally, this is a great book, too. Yeah, you do not have to be in the queer community
1: to pick Mm. up this book. In fact, this is a book that I would recommend to anybody that's asking questions of you. What does it mean to be queer? The how do you translate uh, non-binary? What does Mm. it mean? Here. Read this book. Yes. It's it, It's not even a book. It's pictures. There's so many pictures. <laughs> Read it. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be great. It's going to change your world. And it's going to change your life view.
0: If you are a queer person struggling with gender identity or struggling with mental health or struggling with how to relate to your family, this has stuff in there, too, for all of those things. Um. So because there's so many different voices in this book, I yeah. think that anyone can find a place that they can say, I get that, or I see myself in that, and part of
1: part of what and this is something that came up in conversation. This comes up in conversation every Pride Month, and I think this is why we didn't want to do this, but we didn't participate in Pride mm-hmm. for a reason. And it, it, it I, it, we did Pride things within our communities yes. and stuff like that. But as far as like as Adventure Seed podcast, we had we had a, we had a shout out July. to like Trevor Project and stuff like that for in sure. Pride,
0: but that was it. We didn't pander with our we novel absolutely did not because it's not that for
1: us mm-hmm. like it's more than that for us mm-hmm. as part of the community and also outside of the community looking in and trying to be better allies for other parts of the community. Mm-hmm. So I I really liked that uh this book did such a good thorough job of going through all of those points. Like every mm-hmm. single weird point that you could think of was addressed. Yes. And it also showed that being queer is a facet of who they are as human beings yes. and all of the rest of what they are as humans. And people have a hard time they they want to say that you're just promoting sexuality to our children. That's not the case. No. But people make it that. Mm-hmm. The 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 people who are cis, the people who are mm-hmm. non opening of their mind i don't know the right words well
0: and 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 for for people in the community like queerness is definitely a part of who we are but it's not all that we are it's not the only thing we are yes i'm a pansexual person i'm also a mom i'm also a teacher i'm also a friend i'm also a naturist there's so many things that make up who we are you as whitney are also a daughter and a friend and a girlfriend and a dog lover. And you also happen to be somewhere on the queer spectrum. Um, And so I think, I think pop culture has, has promoted queerness as like the only thing that that person is. And the only thing that that person has to offer. And as we are modernizing what queerness is and talking about it more and being more part of a, a public viewing of ourselves, um, thanks to social media and wokeness um, people are starting to realize that there's more to someone than just what's between their legs or what's inside their heart or what they're attracted to. Well, and to. that's why
1: I really like that you were talking about
0: the point of being a minority, it's not always a struggle
1: story. Yes. Being a gay person is not always a gay story. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's just not. <laughs> there's so much more to me. There's so much more to you. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to Joe next door. I
0: know? want a gay story that is not about a gay person finding their soulmate. I want a gay story about someone tending plants and buying a house and getting a job, and that is it. And if they happen to fall in love along the way, great, but that's not the plot. And if you all know of stories like that, send them to us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There are a lot of those coming out in the YA literature aspect of things, Yeah.
1: but I want to really quickly point out before Mm -hmm. we head to our thing, our business plug is uh be gay do comics is a take off of uh be gay do crimes yes which i've heard that a lot at pride parades and i've never really understood what that meant and so i I, like i googled what is the origin story and there are a bunch of different Mm -hmm. things i went to wikipedia i went all kinds of places i found this super great source called gay star news which i'm now subscribed to (laughs) but they were fantastic and it was a term "be care do crimes" was a term that's been searched as far back as twenty eleven. Oh wow! Ooh, you know, <laughs> ten years ago, but it was made really, 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 really popular by a, an artist by that goes by the handle bon Long. and I'm not sure if I'm saying that one hundred percent correctly, but it's uh, B U M L U N G, like bum, like maybe like a like maybe he's an asthmatic. I'm okay. not sure. But he took an old 1800s article, or cartoon, like political cartoon that was written by oh, I guess I think it was Thomas Nash. The it was a communism thing. Okay, yeah, Thomas Nash, and it it was about the Californian Kearneyism and all that. And mm-hmm. he took it and changed the sign to read "Be Gay, Do Crimes." Ooh. <laughs> And we've linked in our show notes to the Etsy page where he sells these things. It was a really, really great. It was a free source mm-hmm. image that he took and changed and made yeah. it own, manipulated. And it, he did a really good job. And it came out in June 2nd, 2018. And like it went from being a, something that was spoken for years mm-hmm. privately to now it's suddenly in mainstream. Mm-hmm. Just like when geek culture got big. And just like when all these other things got big and popular now. Yeah. It was another thing that came around that same time. Mm-hmm. Be gay, crimes. And it's really cool. So look at... when up. they
0: talk about crimes, they're not talking about like breaking into businesses. No, it no, was no. it
1: was during the Stonewall Riots. It yes. was because being gay is a crime. Is a crime, yes. And in some countries, it still is a crime. And in Tennessee, it's a crime to talk about gay literature in schools. Yes. So like... We're trans. Be gay, do crime. I'm probably going to do some
0: (laughs) crime this fall. Uh, So speaking of our business plug. Yes. This is near and dear to your own personal heart. Yes. So I have an acquaintance through my hairdresser. And don't we always meet the best people at our hairdressers? Um, But Jocelyn, Jocelyn Fish is a local business owner. She opened a coffee shop called South Press during the pandemic. Oh. Um, it I cannot... was before the pandemic that she went into it, but yes. it, it was at the height of the pandemic. When yes, she... and I cannot imagine the stress of starting a small business in the middle of a pandemic, but Jocelyn stuck it out. Uh, she recently uh, is upgrading her space. I believe she is close to customers right now, but um, she... Uh, is moving to a larger venue, uh, just two doors down from where she is off Chapman Highway. If you know where Comics Exchange is, it's that exact same little strip mall. Oh, on- yay! Yeah, so it's it's just across the river. When we talk about South Knoxville, we're not telling you to so, go no. far. No. Um, so just across the river near the Fort Dick- Dickerson area. Um, and it is a inclusive space that is LGBT plus friendly. And uh, Jocelyn kno- knew that there were a lot of gay bars in Knoxville, um, but Jocelyn wanted to create a place that is not alcohol-centered. And I
1: can't even begin to say how important that is. Yes.
0: And so, this is an inclusive space. Um, they sell coffee. They have hot teas. Um In a Facebook video, she said that once she gets into her new space, there's actually even room to have like a performance stage. She might do some performative things and allow others to do performative things there, which is also great for... The drag community and other LGBT performers who maybe don't want to be. Or spoken, or, road poetry, yes, spoken word poetry. Uh, who don't want to be or who can't be around alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for people that are in recovery, this is a godsend of a place. I'm, I'm really excited that she
1: has done this mm-hmm. and has thought that through and thought of how mm-hmm. important of a need that is. Yes. So let's definitely go support South Press. Yes, South Press. Excellent. And uh, I think we're ready to roll some stuff up. Yes. Let's
0: see. I rolled last time, so I think you get oh rolling. Okay.
1: That's exciting. I was just gonna let you roll. <laughs> <laughs> net twenty. Net twenty. Yeah. Yeah. No, I picked up do comics.
0: Oh well. That can be <laughs> that can be your drink. I what's rolled it. Nat,
1: what's your net? What's your Nat 20 drink? No, you want the you want the Nat 20 story. Oh, what's the
0: Nat 20 story?
1: You picked this out, girl. Oh, what is it? Scythe
0: <gasps> by Neil Schusterman. Yeah. <laughs> oh! So,
1: like, I didn't know how to pronounce his last name, so I just gave
0: it to you. <laughs> I was going to say Scythe. I adore Neil Schusterman. This is a dystopian story. I hope that you like so it. So, I have done zero
1: research for this. I like it was a nat 20 so what i felt as a dnd enthusiast (laughs) what i thought would happen is i thought because i let you pick it Uh um and i was really excited to not know what it was (laughs) because when you gave it to me i was like what this is our nat
0: 20 i have no idea what this is i don't know who this author is i don't know what this is amazing is what this is so, and happens. you're really excited I'm you don't so do excited. dystopian shit that often stuff no, I that don't. often no, so I don't. we can say that it's uh, i'm working on it um, i'm working on it all right so cool all right all right so drinks you roll up your drink i rolled an 18 okay that hopefully well. is good will you, will you roll for me for my drink i will uh you roll i wasted a nat 20 if you rolled a uh, uh, 12 Twelve,
1: yes. So a twelve is red, red one. Woo! And your eighteen is diet Dr Pepper and alcohol.
0: Yes, I'm having a Dr Pepper vodka. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what goes with diet Dr Pepper, so I just put question mark. <laughs> vodka. I know how much you love it. I think, vodka cool. goes this diet. Dr. Pepper. Di- vodka is such a it great, goes with everything. Universal. It's yep. like oh blood. I also really love diet Dr Pepper and white rum
1: yes yes yes, okay. yes yes or coconut rum yeah that gets trippy um, and yum i'm
0: not a huge fan of the coconut even though i love it inside chocolate i understand the so so
1: it looks like we're going to be reading scythe by neil schusterman
0: next time we had another fun one off today here at adventure seed podcast follow our quest adventure seed podcast on facebook instagram and twitter and wherever you get your podcasts may the dice always be in your favor roll well